Welcome to the Baseline Community Church Podcast. Thank you, Ken. Yeah, I brought my staff today just in case we need it. But... <clears throat> no, this is, uh, this is just a reminder for us. So this is, uh, it's crazy how time goes, right? But this is the 12th anniversary of the first Sunday I was the acting senior pastor of this church. 12 years. So 12 years ago, it was this Sunday, nine months later, after a process and all that stuff, the church asked me to be the senior pastor. I had a um, time where they installed me, and they gave me this staff. And this staff says on it, um, Don Dirks, pastor, installation service, and then it says, feed my sheep, John 21. And, and that is what I have tried to do for 12 years. And um, I was thinking over, the, over those 12 years, I probably, I don't know, have put together almost 500 sermons. That's a, that's a lot of sermons. And I can tell you this, that the sermon I'm about to give has caused me the most anxiety and preparation of any sermon I've ever given. And that's because we're going to, in this series called Breaking the Status Quo, we're going to talk about the area of justice. And justice has caused such great division in our nation, in, in the church in generally, and honestly, in our church. We've had many families leave our church because we started talking about justice a little bit. We've had families that have left recently because have said, we're not doing enough with justice. And so it has become such a division or divisive issue. And and so seriously, in this week, I was concerned and anxious about this message. I believe that the Lord has given me a message for us. And um, we are not going to be political. We're not going to be on the right or the left. We're not going to talk about those sides of things. We are going to try and have the foundation of Christian love and respect be while we talk about this issue. And that is what we want to see happen. And we're not going to, again, be on the right or the left. I I think one of the things about this church that makes it maybe a little difficult is that we are in what I want to call the messy middle. And as followers of Jesus, really trying to figure out what does it mean to be in that and to not just pull ourselves out and leave. So let me... um, let me try to let me pray for us, and uh, we'll move on from this. So Lord, I pray that the the words that I speak today would be your words, and that you would take them and that you would cause them to um, do your good work in us. That Lord, we might be more like the people of Jesus, people of love and respect and care, and justice and mercy. And we pray this in Jesus' name. So we, so we aren't going to look at this from the world's point of view. We're going to look at it from Jesus' point of view. And here's the thing. Jesus was, is the best example of someone who lived a life of justice. Jesus is going along. A leper comes running up to him. Everybody else leaves. Jesus touches the leper. Jesus is going through the town of Sychar, and he sits down, and a Samaritan woman comes, and he stays there, and he talks with this woman. When the disciples come back, they go, whoa, why is Jesus talking to this woman? And she's a Samaritan. 
He would be going along and he'd come along someone who's blind or lame. He would always have time to stop and heal them. And yet he would also um, eat meals with tax collectors. He would also be friends or walk with someone like a Nicodemus who was a religious leader or Jairus, another religious leader. He understood what it was like to see people for who they are. He lived out the biblical truth that all people are created in the image of God. Didn't matter if you were a leper. Didn't matter if you were a Samaritan, blind, lame, religious leader. Everyone he knew was created in the image of God. He also knew that the future held one day, as it says in the book of Revelation, that there will be a gathering of a great multitude of every nation, tribe, people, and language together, worshiping before the Lamb of God. And he knew that is where it was headed. And so he lived this out. He lived out what it was like to be a man of justice, caring for all different types of people. And he taught about it. And one of his most famous parables that he ever told, in fact, if you've never been in a church before, you probably know this parable well. The parable of the Good Samaritan. He taught it to his people. And here's how it goes. It says, on one occasion, an expert of the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied, how do you read it? Now, this might be the most important part of this whole message that we would miss possibly, right? But the man comes up to Jesus, and he's trying to test him. And Jesus stays there and interacts with him. He has a dialogue with this man. He doesn't just get angry. He doesn't walk away from the man. He says, why are you doing this? Why are you trying to test me? He stays there and has this dialogue with the man and asks the man a question, answering his question. And then the, the religious leader goes, uh, well, here's the answer. It's to uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. You've answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this, and you will live. You see, the expert of the law knew what was knew the law best, and so he went back to it. And he, grew, he grabbed these really famous passages from the Old Testament. One's called the Shema. It's in Deuteronomy 6, and that's where it's to love the Lord your God with everything you have. The other one is from Leviticus 19, and that's where you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself. And he had it right, right? It's, it's to, um, to have our relationship with God correct, but also to have our relationship with others right, too. And then I love with this, and this is another important part of this whole little uh, parable. Jesus says, do this and you will live. It's one thing to know the right answer. It's another thing to actually do it, to live it out. And that is what Jesus will consistently be doing in this parable and with this man, and I believe he does that with us. You know the right answer then live it out. But the man was caught off guard by Jesus's kind of, you, you're right, but do it. And he says this in verse 29. He says, but wanting to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. 
They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened by going down the same road. When he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place where he, and saw him, he passed on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came to where the man was and saw him. He took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return... I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. You see, again, the man didn't want to just go out and do what he knew was right. He he asked this question, well, kind of an intellectual question. Well, explain to me who is my neighbor. Okay, How far really do I have to practice this? Is it just the people that live around me? Is it just the people that look like me? Is it just the people in my town? Who, you know, kind of give me the boundaries of how far I have to really love. And we can do that sometimes. You know, just give me the boundaries of how far. I don't have to love that person, right? I can love here. And then Jesus tells him this parable of the good Samaritan. So, so the road from Jerusalem to Jericho was a, a windy, mountainous road. It, it drops 3,500 feet in 10 miles. It's a dangerous road. Um, and very possibly those that are listening to Jesus tell this parable uh, had known of people who had been robbed or assaulted or beaten on this road. It probably wasn't a far-fetched thing that Jesus just made up. It's probably something that he's like, this has happened. We've heard about this. It's been in the news. And so a priest comes by, and a priest is the religious leader in the nation of Israel. And a Levite is one who actually works in the temple. And both see what has happened to the man, but they keep their distance. In fact, it says they go on the other side of the road, They see the man over there, and it says he looks half dead, and so they are walking on the other side. And there's there's some theories as to why these two might do this. Um, One is that uh, maybe the robbers, maybe it's a trap, and the robbers are are hiding in the bushes behind, and as soon as you get close enough to this man, they'll jump out and rob you also. Um, It says he looked half dead. Maybe he's fully dead, and so any uh, religious leader, any Jew, knows that if you come in contact with a dead body, you'd be unclean, and they didn't, wouldn't want to be unclean. Maybe, maybe they're just in a hurry to get home. Who knows? But for whatever reason, the two of them go on the other side. And then the crowd that would be listening to Jesus at this time is, is waiting for the punchline, and they think they know what it is. Oh, the religious leaders wanted nothing to do with this man. The religious leaders were too busy or too scared or fearful. They're thinking, you know what, the common everyday Common man, working class Hebrew Jew will be the hero of the story. And then Jesus says, a Samaritan stopped. And that would be shocking to this crowd. This crowd would never have thought that a Samaritan would be the hero of this story. That a Samaritan would be the one that stops. Because Samaritans and Jews hated each other. Samaritans were despised by Jews for both their ethnic and their religious reasons. There was mutual hatred going both ways between these groups. Samaritans were half-breeds with foreign customs and a hybrid of religious practices. And the Jews and Samaritans just did not get along at all. And again, that the hero of this parable is a Samaritan would be shocking 
for the group. So here's what we can learn about the Samaritan in the area of justice. He came to where the man was. Proximity is important. Proximity is important. Secondly, it says that he had pity or compassion on the man. And, and, and the word that's used here, it's, it's something that comes from deep inside of us. It's not something that can be faked. It's not something that can be manufactured. The word means it's something that is just, that's who he was. And he had, passion, he had compassion on the man. And then, and then finally, he sacrificed to this man. He stopped what he was doing. He bandaged his wounds. He took him to an inn. He, he actually gave the innkeeper enough money for two months. If the man had to stay there for two months, he gave him that much. He invested in the recovery of this man. It's so, it's a beautiful picture of what justice and mercy is all about. And then uh, Jesus looks at the religious leader who had asked the question and says, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? An expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Again, if you know the right answer, go do it. Go do it. So, so, so this is a beautiful picture for us again. What, how, do you, how does it mean to be a good neighbor? What's it, what does it mean to be a person of mercy? So again, first of all, get close to people, especially those that are different from you, different racially, politically, ethnically, but this is not easy to do. We create these little bubbles around ourselves and we surround ourselves with people that are very much like ourselves, people that look like us, people that think like us. But this parable that Jesus tells should force us to get out of those bubbles, get to know other people. It takes humility is crucial and a desire to understand the other person before being under stood, being willing to listen, being willing to understand their story and get to know them, get to know what their life has been like. I mean, I've realized that most of the people I know look like me, think like me. It's just a natural thing that we do, unfortunately. But get close to people is one way of being a good neighbor here. The second thing is to respond to people with compassion. So the opposite of compassion is indifference. But what drives indifference oftentimes is something else, and it's judgmentalism, being judgmental of others. And you can see this in the story a little bit, right? The priest and the Levi see a man over there. They could have thought, well, it was his own fault. Why did he do this? He probably deserved it. We can be judgmental about others that we find in, in difficult positions. And that causes us to be indifferent. And Jesus says, no, respond with compassion. And then finally, sacrifice for those that are, need, and, and, that are in need. And this can, is difficult because it can be costly. It can cost us in our money. It can cost us our time. It costs uh, the abilities that we might have. But but this is what we are called to do. Again, it's go and do this. 
And I know the people of our church. I know that we want to be and are people that do this. That we are people that want to know one another. That we are people of compassion. That we are people who are willing to sacrifice. I've seen it. That this is what we want to be. That we want to be people of mercy for all people. No matter what their ethnic background, no matter what their skin color, their language is spoken. But we have to continue to ask Jesus to do this type of inner work in us. That we would more and more resemble Jesus in this area. So this is, this is one side of the coin. There's, there's two sides to this, this coin of justice and mercy. And I was reminded by a friend this week uh, what John Perkins, uh, what John Perkins teaches on this uh, parable. John Perkins, if you don't know him, is an African American uh, Christian leader. He started a ministry in, in Northwest Pasadena called the Harambe House. Um, I remember as a late high school student, early college student, our church in La Cañada, La Cañada Prez, would go over to the Harambe House every once in a while and do some service projects there. But but it was a he basically they took a twelve square blocks of that northwest Pasadena and said, we are going to try and make an impact for Jesus in this area. He also has a ministry in Mississippi. He's had an incredible impact all over the world, actually. He was a man who um, dropped out of school at third, in third grade, and yet he has uh, 16 honorary doctorates from colleges all around the world because of the type of impact he's made. And, and he would say that being a person of mercy, that what we've talked about is so important to be a person that's close and, and compassionate and willing to sacrifice. But the other side of the coin it begs this question. Why is the road so dangerous? Why was the road that the man was on in the parable so dangerous? And that justice and mercy is this. Mercy is caring for the people who are hurting. Justice is fixing the road so others are not attacked. Isn't that great? That the coin, there's two sides to it. Yeah, care for those that are hurting. Help those that are in difficult positions. But what can we do so the road isn't as dangerous or difficult? Now, now, justice is a really large uh, subject. Lots of things come under this judgment, under the umbrella of justice. Um, and for many of these areas, the road is difficult and dangerous. So for, uh, for, for thousands of unborn babies every day whose lives are taken by abortion, the road is difficult and dangerous. For, for literally millions of young women all around the world who are caught up in human trafficking, the road has been dangerous and difficult. As we have a country that where there's greater, and a world that there is greater difference between the rich and the poor, where, where billionaires can fly off into space and literally, again, thousands of children die because they don't have fresh water or enough to eat, their road is dangerous and difficult. 
And for many people who are not of the dominant white culture in our country, the road is difficult and even dangerous. And we have to ask ourselves, why? Why is it that way? And again, I I know this church. I I know the type of people we have in our church. I've, I've gone with you on trips to Casa Esperanza. Where, where we try, where we do work at a, at a, at a house of, uh, for women who've been abused and children, and I've been there, and I, we, we want to help make the road less difficult for those people. I mean, I've been on Friday nights at Pomona Promise, which this next Friday night coming up is another Pomona Promise, another opportunity to be people of compassion and to get close and to serve, but also to say, how can we make their road a little less difficult? That's who we want to be. Uh, last night, Nancy and I were at the Pomona Hope annual fundraiser. Pomona Hope's a ministry that our church supports. Again, we've been there. We've done projects for them and all that because they have an after-school service that they give, enrichment program for kids in Pomona. They are trying to help make the road less difficult for those kids. That is what it means to be people of justice. And I believe we have to ask Jesus to continue to do do his good work in us. To make us the people of getting close, compassion, service, and sacrifice. But then also say, what can I do to help make that road less dangerous and difficult for those that are coming behind us? Jesus is one who speaks the word of God and is similar to the prophets that you see in the Old Testament. And Zechariah was a prophet of this type. And in chapter 7, this is what he says. And it says, And the word of the Lord came again to Zechariah. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Administer true justice. Show mercy and compassion to one another. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the alien or the poor. In your hearts do not think evil of each other. Right? Easy. We would all look at that and go, oh, yeah, that for sure. Administer true justice, yes. Show mercy, compassion to one another, yes. Do not oppress the widow, father. We all would line up and say, oh, yeah. I'm sure those people back there were listening to him and go, oh, yeah. But then, verse 11, but they refused to pay attention. Stubbornly, they turned their backs and stopped up their ears. They made their hearts as hard as flint and would not listen to the law or to the words that the Almighty had sent by his spirit through their earlier prophets, though the Lord Almighty was very angry. And just that picture of turning your backs and covering your ears. And again, so unfortunately in our culture today, that is so much the posture that people have taken with one another. And again, I'll take us back right to the beginning of this, that maybe the most important thing of this whole parable is that Jesus was willing to engage with this man. That they're willing to have a dialogue. They're willing to talk about this. May we not be people who turn our backs and cover our ears. But to be people that listen. To be people that are wanting to understand the other person before we get our understood. Be in a dialogue. And ask Jesus to continue to do 
his good work in you to make you a person of mercy, to make you a person of justice, and to be one who makes the road a little less dangerous and not as difficult. That's what I believe it means to be a person of justice. That's what we can look forward to. And that's what I believe we are and can be even more so as we move ahead. Let me pray for us. So, Lord, I, I thank you. <laughs> I thank you for the example of Jesus. And continue, Lord, to draw us to a place where we want to be more and more like him. Willing to be with those that are different than us. Willing to engage in conversation with those that don't think like us. And help us, Lord, to um, be people of compassion and sacrifice. And help us, Lord, to help make the road a little less dangerous and a little less difficult. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. For more information about Baseline Community Church, please go to BaselineCC.com.